Uh, welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. My name is Ryan Hebert alongside Warren Arnold. And once again, we're coming to you live here on a Friday for League of Legends. Today, we've got semifinals for League of Legends, more specifically Korean League of Legends, which is just a completely different brand of league. Not no, actually. No, no, no. There was a Chinese team. It was three Korean teams and a Chinese oh, team. Sorry. So, I mean... Sorry. That's my bad. My bad. I How could you? <laughs> I, it's my mistake. It's my mistake. Warren is going to nicely bring us through what went down in semis. We've actually got a video that we're going to play through as well to show off some of the stuff that happened too. So Warren, take it away. All right. So uh, Ryan, if you want to hop to, let's see where we're going to. Do you want to hop to 41, 4134 on the video? Sure. They're going to just talk through this nice and uh, nice and quickly. All right. So this is game one of uh, T1 and JDG. Um, oof. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, first ban out of T1 is going to be Sejuani, one of the, uh, you know, best Classic. top laners. Classic. Yeah, one of, literally one of the best top laners that there is in the game right now. Extremely, extremely reliable, great sustain. Doesn't really get bullied out by anything, and it has a great potential to shut down the um the the harder carries like uh, Gangplank and stuff like that. Uh, JDG then respond with the uh, the Caitlyn ban again. Great, great champion right now. Uh, very, very, very standard in the meta, which is in in worlds at least. Which is you got to remember they're on a different patch than solo queue. Uh, T1 then respond with Silas. Um, <clears throat> and then I think JDG responds, yeah, stupid cat goes out the window. So Yummy. Once we see the next two bands, uh, we're going to be seeing what each team is playing for. Uh, yeah, and there's the Aatrox. I know T1 has a pretty high <clears throat> uh, chance of playing uh, Nami as... Um, they Gumiushi and Karyo really favor that style. Graves been in a T1 yet, so there's the Nami immediately. Um, Lucian Nami did get nerfed, however, with the electrocute uh, change, and yeah, JDG responds Aphilios. So the classic uh, response to Lucian Nami is usually Aphilios something. They take Nami first here, so that JDG they don't take Lucian first, so that JDG doesn't go to go. Okay, we're gonna play Nami something else because if they take Nami something else then T1 doesn't get to, uh, <clears throat> does not get to, you know, actually play Lucian Nami. And Lucian with another support's not the best. So JDG answer Philios, and they're probably going to take uh, something like Lulu here or something like that. Uh, basically just countering what T1 wants to do early game with a very heavy late game uh, hard carry. Nope, they take Viego instead. That's fine. <laughs> uh, probably going to pick up the support later on. So Viego, very, very good jungler in competitive uh, professional play. Not so much in collegiate or anything like that, but once we're sitting in worlds and like these really high tier group stage onwards matches, and especially in uh, top eight, Viego's just everywhere. It's unbelievable to think that at one point this was a champion that was considered banned, right? It's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> indeed, indeed, it is quite crazy, uh, Mr. Ryan. Uh, Vi then gets picked up by T1, and <laughs> the hover of Draven, uh, don't think that's going to happen. I, have not, I should preference, I have not watched these games, so these are blind reactions to the draft from my point of view. Yeah, Lucian comes in. So, um, not really a surprise there. JDG then thinks about it and goes, yo, we could uh, we could, we could could uh, take the Azir, but we want to secure the bot lane. 
so that both bot lanes are known before we go into um before we go into round two of bands basically the 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 consensus in high level competitive play is you take bot lane and jungle in the first three picks so that they don't have more chances to get you know banned away because traditionally in the meta we're currently sitting in the adc does most of the 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 adc in the jungle do most of the hard carrying like if lucian gets ahead he's going to be able to just completely dominate the game same thing with uh aphilios if he's able to negate lucian getting ahead and stall out so that being said uh victor now taken away from faker because i mean it's faker and victor is extremely strong in all aspects of mid lane right now or and then taken away from 369 again the bands they're very very one-sided it's not really you know oh i know this person plays insert timo here or something like that like it's it's very standard we're in semifinals. nothing's gonna be out you know that out there um but yeah so as i said victor and orn now gone going into the final band for jdg tar targeting faker some more because unfortunately zeus is uh, not as much of a threat as faker uh, as we talked about last uh, last week, I think Faker is you know coming back into his um, top notch form as he's now gunning, mm -hmm. gunning for a uh, another another world championship. But we'll get to that later on. Final ban at a T one here, probably going to go for Yigao or uh, or three six nine three six nine. You know, a pretty pretty good Chinese top laner. Uh, final ban is Renekton. Yep. So. You can see sort of the each team's uh, identity, kind of. You know, JDG trying to play around three six nine and uh, hope, as well as um, and then fake and then a T one. I was going to call T one and then Faker. Um, and T one's trying to play play around um, uh, Faker and bot lane. So mm -hmm. basically, it's either top and bot lane or mid lane and bot lane. That's why you know that you see the different band pools. Uh, you know, getting rid of you know Faker versus uh, three six nine. Talia then gets uh, locked in for uh, JDG showing that they really, really want to prioritize counter pick for their top laner, just, you know, further hammering home the identity of um of their team. And it's great that T1 knows this. Uh, they've been doing it, to JDG, that is, has been doing this and playing around top lane for almost all of Worlds and most of their entire season. So, you know, save counter pick for him, make sure he gets everything he needs so he can succeed. T1 then takes Galio. Into Talia, that's a very good matchup, and Camille too. So into Talia, Galio is a very good matchup. You know, as soon as you level that W, which is the taunt, uh, the circular taunt, where if you charge it, the circle gets bigger. He also gets the magic shield passive from that, which is great. And then we see JDG take uh, or hover Jax. Again, 369 is their massive carry. They're going to take it. So looking at these two team comps now, just, just straight out of the gate, it depends on a lot of factors. Early game... T1 has the advantage. Like, Vi, Lushinami, extremely strong early game. And all of JDG is just scaling. It's super hard scaling. Everything on T1 is early to mid game, and JDG is just full mid to late. The second they get to late game, uh, they should, in theory, take over. That being said, <laughs> that's not always what happens. As, as you and I both well are well aware, that is not always what happens. The, the theory of the draft is not always what you're going to get. So that being said, hopping down now into the uh, the, the final. Uh, Ryan, do you want to watch through some of these games, or do you want to just go over the drafts? We could just go over the drafts. It's okay. okay cool. I mean, Le you know, League of Legends is, you know, as you can see here in the first 30 seconds of uh, 
<laughs> of this game. JDG as a team is in the bot lane, just kind of messing around while the opposing team, uh, you know, is uh, just kind of doing their thing all around the map. It's just funny. It's just funny, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I'll skip forward a bit here to see. Not much has changed, you know. Sometimes there really isn't a lot of action in, especially, uh, you know, pro pro sport esports like League of Legends because, you know, one death could mean, you know, a champion is able to just kind of carry and keep going from there. Yeah, and, and I so, mean, it's not just the one death either. Like, if you take the bad, if you take a bad trade, you die. You're also gonna miss the farm. Like, you miss wave, you miss XP, you miss gold. They get a tower plate potentially, maybe two if they're lucky. They get an objective. It's just it spirals so quickly in competitive. The, yeah, these guys take advantage of every gold coin that comes into their inventory compared to you know casual play, which it's like, oh, you know, I die a couple times. Well, the opponent's really not going to take advantage of that, but in in super low tier. But at this tier, I mean, give them an inch and they will take a mile and run. They will run. Okay. <laughs> So skip it ahead right. a little bit further here. Um, we still haven't seen the kills about seven minutes into the match. <laughs> oh, you're going to want to skip to 14 or so, I think. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. Now, now it starts to pick up. A little team fight action right here. No big winners yet other than JDG pushing T100 Tower, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. And kind of just looking at the map here, as you, as you kind of said, Warren, both, both ADCs doing the big damage here. Um like kind of the big carries it's kind of just an even an even match so far looks like we're getting showed a, a battle at at rift which is pretty cool the nami wave you gotta love it and the lucian alt looks like that that fight did not go as well as they wanted to no oh yeah Yikes. they get <laughs> they just get chased <laughs> out. so this is why they were all under tower in mid because they get chased out of uh of, of top river yeah it's you know oh man Great play by JDG. Although they, oh my God, look at that! They just leave the Rift Herald right there, so that no <laughs> one can get it. Damn, amazing! Well, absolutely ahead. amazing. They did. They, I'm glad they forced T one off the Rift Herald because if T one gets the Rift Herald, then they're just at such a much bigger. They're at a much bigger advantage than what just happened. I should mention is, that um, yeah. Lucian did get the shutdown on the uh, on the Viego, which was very big. It was like a 300 gold bounty at, at yeah. some point. That's big. Well, let me let me skip ahead here to 29 minutes. And as you can see, things have sort of to really keep going, especially JDG for the fact that they're scaling hard now. 30 minutes in, Viego's in the lead. Philios is still doing his thing. Um, oh, they're going to show us a spicy, spicy mash here. <laughs> Let's see, T1 going in on the Lulu. Oh, yeah, here they go. Boom. Oh, but JDG was waiting in the shadows, ready to do something, but T1 was able to take him out. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This works. This works nicely. Yeah. Just a big team fight going on around mid lane into top jungle for for red side, and then uh, T one going over to the Baron to try to do it while J JDG's down a laner. I mean, hey, you know, if you can take the Baron confidently and and try your best to do so, by all means. I love that Faker was the one to go in there with Galio, such a tanky champion. Uh, that's kind of what Galio does, just jump into places and just start causing havoc. Yeah. Let me skip ahead here, 35 minutes in. Uh, and uh, I'm not surprised. Viego's got two more kills. Vilius is another kill. T1's doing their best here with. Uh, oh. Wow, with JDG. But. Uh, 
Oh, that's a big shutdown on the Aphelios. T1's just yeah. going to push down mid lane. My favorite part about these videos, for those of you listening into this podcast, they uh, they show occasional clips of people whacking their little boomsticks together in the audience uh, <laughs> as they go crazy. Um, it's like, it's... Do, do you do you happen to mean these? <laughs> oh my God! Tell me you do not have the, a pair of those. I do. I have multiple, actually. Oh my! Gosh. I got some Overwatch ones. I got some League ones. I mean, you know what? Do what you got to do, man. Indeed. I want to cover the final team fight here, which I will point out uh, if I find it. Sure. Okay. Go to um. Go to one twenty six twenty four. Which is basically right where. Oh no, you're not right. Eh, you're close enough. Yeah. Okay. Now we can start it from there. That's cool. So they're fighting over drag. Yeah. It's looking good for T1. Really bad for JDG. Yeah, the Galio alt makes it up pretty bad. Gumi usually does take down the uh, does take down Lulu, uh, but now it's a four v three, and T1 is still just you know sitting here trying. I mean, to be fair, they have to try. Owner's probably going to go for the steal, but once you know, if JDG secure the Elder Dragon on three Cloud Soul and Infernal. I mean, not only does it, you know, give the execute, but it's just, it's going to be really rough. Carrier misses the bubble as, as 369 jumps over, which basically secures the uh, the Elder Dragon. With that, JDG is now just going to be free to, uh, you know, walk to the Baron. I mean, T1's going to try to fight for it, I would think. But once they start the fight, it's going to go south very quickly. Yeah, with Elder Dragon on top of having Cloud Soul, they've got incredible movement speed, and they've got incredible attack. Uh, you know, they're going to be doing extra damage due to that Elder. And so, really, on top of all of that, it's really not a position you want to be in for offense, more so for defense. But with JDG trying to get that Baron as well, not only will they have the offensive pressure of Elder Drag, but they'll have the offensive and defensive pressure of having Baron, which will then shove their, you know, super super sized minions into the opposing t1 t1 team and ultimately probably take the l but look at this team fight jdg coming back taking out owner and then taking out zeus wow not yeah. not surprised not surprised like we said they have elder <laughs> yeah there we go and now yeah that's just the power of elder dragon as jacks uh, as i said the hard carry of jdg arguably just continuing to go for it. <laughs> Stands there just looking at fake Grizzly ults in on Galio. 2v5 now is T1's basically just going to lose it from here. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's that that is exactly what JDG needs needed to do in this uh series from this past weekend to, you know, they needed to keep that up. But you know, that being said, I wouldn't expect T1 to allow stuff like this to happen more than once. They are by far one of the most solidified and standard teams uh in all of competitive league and there's no way they're going to allow this to happen again well i know tyler one probably hopes that he um that he um is accepted by t1 uh because if you remember a little while back i don't know if i told you this but he basically renounced na before they lost and went three and 15 he was like <laughs> look if you guys go 0 18 3 and 15 even he's like i renounce na none of those teams should ever show their faces again Ever oh, yeah, well, watch that. That was funny. At least with those rosters. Absolutely sad. And it's true. It is sad. It was It is. It's just like how do you have a country so forward in esports have so many players that don't actually play well? I mean, they may play well in NA, 
Yeah. But you're telling me that they can't compete against the best of the best worldwide? That's just sad. It really well, is. The, the, then we get into the whole thing about Faker tweeting out that he's been playing NA solo queue, and he thought they would do a lot better than they did, which is just like, oh, boy. Because I, I know some of the I know who he's playing against in Champions queue, which is what he's playing in mostly, mm-hmm. along with some solo queue on the side. I'm I'm amazed that a well a some of those people are allowed to play in Champions queue because that's a pretty exclusive club. Um, but I'm for more those, amazed. I'm more amazed. I'm for just those more of amazed of it. Who aren't familiar with with Champions queue? What is that, Warren? So Champions queue is where all the professional players, like you know, from every north from every team, they get in. Like it's a server, basically. It's a Discord server. You get in. There's a bot that auto generates matches. Gotcha. It's like all the player. It's like all the professional players. So like hundred thieves, immortals, TSM, Team Liquids, Cloud Nine, all that. All those players are just you know, they're in there. They're all playing. It's a better experience competitively than solo queue because in theory, and I say in theory for a very big reason, in theory, it's supposed to be a better environment for practice, right? In theory. In theory. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that Riot has been experimenting with is some of the uh, extremely high-ranked colleges, some of their collegiate players, are able to play in Champions queue. Now, not going to really touch on that whole uh, debacle, but some of them do not do very well. Okay? Sure. I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Because they're college students... Who also has to juggle other stuff? Basically, yeah. they got flamed on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, he's been saying that NA is good. Very interesting to see coming, you know, off of him playing two games and losing two games in Champion Q and deciding not to play it again. But apparently, just, NA is good, I swear. Yeah, it, you know, apparently so. Apparently so. Well, you know, Warren, I appreciate you doing that little rundown there uh, for that league, uh, for, for semifinals with that video. I, I appreciate it. Um, something I want, something else I wanted to talk about tonight um, they, is the release of Cassante in League of Legends. There was a patch that went out literally last night and uh, early morning, and uh, they have released a new champion, a tanky top laner with some great, uh, great potential for lots of CC coverage and, and some good damage overall. Um, and so last night I had the privilege to be able to play regular Q, and you know, with any new champion. That's all that gets picked. That's that's pick, it. That's pick, all that ban, people pick. Pick ban, pick ban, pick yeah. ban, pick ban. So you're either gonna ban it or you're either gonna play it because you know it's good, or you know it's bad. Um, and with any new champion, typically they're overclocked and they're pretty pretty too good. So far, you know, since it's just been a day, there aren't really good Cassante players yet. I know it's a champion that I personally am gonna want to pick up and play. I think there's a lot of potential. This champion has, I think, has a high skill cap as well. I kind of think of it close to Shen, uh, personally. Um, when I think about the, like, okay, so the reason why I say it's close to Shen, I'm not talking about the abilities that come when you click yeah. R. That's completely separate. Yeah. When it comes to his stuns, his knock-up to drag champions towards you, that sort of stuff with a grasp proc, and then, like, more bulk on top of that, I mean, it, it, it looks pretty good to me. I had someone who I played against someone who tried to use it as a jungler last night. It's not made for jungle. It doesn't have the clear. It doesn't have any capability to do that yet. 
and so we found that it was pretty useless when the opponent when the opponent was trying to use it in a jungle role. And I was like, "Why are you doing this? It's made as a top laner. Uh, you know, some top laners can go jungle, uh, but Cassante is so new that your experimentation is crap. It it really is. And so we, you know, we won that game. But it's just like, sorry, so. you know, your opponent was using a, a crap Cassante in the jungle that has no that's not intended for jungle clear, at least not yet." Yeah. Uh, on that note, Ryan, if you, uh, just give me one sec here. I want to I want to point something out about Cassante. And you you said normally the champions are overtuned, right? Yeah. This poor guy is not having a good start. He's at a forty percent win rate in top, and it only gets worse. That's his highest win rate. It's I twenty one in the jungle. Yes, I I'm aware. I'm aware. So, you know, I think he has potential. But you're right. Like, he's actually not overclocked. He's not as good as you would want him to be. Now, I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't know how much better you can make him before it's a problem because the amount of CC that he has, if it was paired, let's say, in another lane, such as bot lane, I could see Cassante being an amazing support. I could 32% win rate in support. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not getting better in the top lane either, but hear me out. The amount of, you know, knockup that Cassante has available to him is so is is it's amazing. And now I played against him a couple times last night as Shen, right? Melee to melee champion, like up close and personal. Shen just wins. Shen Shen wins, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if Cassante is somehow able to outpace me, maybe, but it was not capable to last night. Like they'd knock me up and then I'd walk around Q, get my sword to go through them, get my grass proc off, and keep hitting them, and eventually, and I, I'd have, I play ignite top lane on Chen, so you know, you Most know how that's do. gonna go. Well, <laughs> you'd be surprised in casual Q, a lot of people flame me for it. They're like, "You're the only guy I've come across that that plays ignite on Shen. Nobody does that. You need Q to keep up and farm." And I go, "But Good I'm job. keeping up." And <laughs> Good job, Brian. I'm glad you're you're the only person in so in uh in uh, draft pick norms that uh, has a brain and takes Le ignite. Legit, legit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just that good, especially early. It's it's what Shen needs, especially to get some of those early early game kills, like first three minutes. Last yeah. night was really funny. We're playing with Cortex and we're playing with my girlfriend Brittany, and Cortex goes, "Watch this! I'm getting first blood." I give him two minutes and I go, "Yeah, I, that's enough time, man. Uh, I gave you two minutes to get first blood. It wasn't quick enough." And so two minutes and thirty seconds go by, and I get Cassante at two thirty. Thirty seconds after two minutes, I go, "Sorry, man." He goes, "Ah, oh, man, I was so close." I go. Yeah, close, but I gave you two minutes, man. I told you. <laughs> so it was it was a good time. But uh nice. yeah, you know, Cassante, he's got he's got the build to be deadly in the top lane, but he doesn't have the damage, and that's what we saw. People taking him to jungle, we found that he could do nothing. He offered nothing in terms of damage. Even when he went goes all out, right, to do extra damage, that's when he goes from a tank to being an attacker. And it doesn't feel like he's a very good attacker. He is not. He also, in my opinion, you know, let's just let's just straight up say he's a top laner. Consider no other roles, just top lane, okay? Sure. He lacks so much that every other top laner, even Jace, has. You know, Jace can cut through tanks with lethality. Sejuani, for example, which we just talked about, is too fat to break through. It, that no. man, despite everything, 
has, as you said, great kit, no damage. In every scenario, I think there's always going to be a better pick than Cassante. Yeah. I and agree. I mean, I said the, the same thing about Udier when it first got reworked. But Udier, we kind of knew about. This guy, I don't know. This this one just doesn't seem to be it for me. Nah. It's a ta- it's a new tank, and I think it's going to be along the same lines as uh, Nar when he, when Nar when Nar was like really bad a couple a couple uh, months ago. You know the like forty three percent win rate Nar that was just in such a dog shit position he just decided to not be real. I think I, that's where Cassante is going to sit for the next few months at least. Yeah, I mean it's going to be look the next few days people are going to play it to see where it can go. Give it a week and forty two percent. We'll come back next week and we'll look at the win rate of Cassante and see if it goes up or down. I think that's I think that's a fair place to go. Yeah, but uh, look like it's it's passive is supposed to even do more damage as well and it just does not. It just doesn't. You and, can't cut through those tanks, man. They're can't. too fat. Look. It's just, it's sad. It's really sad to see that it can't cut through those tanks. Look, Shen versus Sejuani, love that matchup. Faced it a couple times uh, the day before yesterday. Loved it. It was a a great back and forth, great top lane. I ended up winning because, you know, Shen versus, you know, that sort of stuff when played slow and with Ignite, that sort of thing. You know, I get kills on them, they get kills on me. It was great. Cassante was it was just I felt bad. It was no matchup for the Cassante, and I'm just able to get a couple kills early game, and then that's pretty much it for them. So that sucks. They've also updated some of the splash art, and mm-hmm. they've also implemented some new changes to a couple of items. One of those items being very very important for the game as a tank buster item. Blade of the Ruined King has actually been updated. So now instead of it just stealing move speed, it also steals attack. Oh, it's from the better. Opponent. I thought they nerfed it. It is better. It is better. They have they have buffed it. Oh my god, they buffed RE2. Yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah, big time. Uh the the art for it's also blue now as well, which is really cool instead of it being like a purple. Is that why it looked so weird yesterday? Yes. Yeah. So they <laughs> I was updated, so confused. They I'm updated like... some of the splash art for the items in game and I, I was looking at them, and I go, am I crazy? Bro, or- I, I straight up started fiddling with the color on my monitor. I'm like, what is happening? Why is it blue? I was like, yeah. I uh, I saw someone using a, a hex belt yesterday, and I was I was like, does that look, like, better colored than normal? I, I was And, like, I was looking the at, all, at yes. all the items, too, like all the mythic items, and I go, I knew these glue before, but, man, the animations on these are really glowing now. Like, I don't know if it's just me noticing all of a sudden, but like, I looked at each and every one, and I was like, these are a lot more standoutish as mythic weapons than yeah. they did before, because no- nothing else glows like you know, like the mythics. So I was just like, okay, I think some, I think they changed out some stuff here, um, made a couple of changes. This is just the the precipice of what is to come with season previews uh, for season uh, 13 it's gonna be a really really exciting time lots of big changes coming to the game um maybe some bigger changes to other champions i mean i hope they keep i hope they release another new top laner next season i think Cassante is kind of crap right now as we've already discussed like his story to me i there isn't even really a strong story 
I haven't read it. In my opinion, <laughs> I'll take I didn't your word read. For it. I didn't read it either. And well, I watched like the video, right? And I'm just like, "Who are you? You look like a Con Kelder." That's what Nate and I kept joking about last night. Yeah, but We're Con like, Kelder's good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the downside. Major major downside to uh, to Cassante. <laughs> so. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Rip. Rip Cassante. Rip he's, Cassante. He's, he's, he's dead already. It's only been a day. It's only been a day. Actually, even has, it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. Damn. Something like that. I know. I know. It's actually it's actually kind of sad <laughs> that it's been less than 24 hours and his win rate is so low. And now, it's not out of a small sample size. There are like 13,000 games on the top line version. It's like, geez. Wow. In just North America. Now, I'm sure if I look at another region, it's probably doing a little bit worse or better. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, pull pull it up. Pull it up. What are you, what are you waiting for? I'm going to check Korea. Go to a, yeah, go to a real region. Yeah, God. Korea, top lane, Kasante. Kasante. Okay, I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, well, no, but it's 0. 0.3 higher in Europe. It's worse in Korea at 39. Yikes. Brazil is also 39. Okay. Oh, oh, EU Nordic East is almost a 42. Wow. Hallelujah. Japan is a 37. Okay. Latin America, 38. LAS, 39. Oceania, 44.6. Oh, oh, but it's only 100 matches. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good sample size. Russia is 39, and Turkey is 39. Imagine so releasing imagine a new champion we're one under of the highest 40... regions. Yeah. Imagine having a new champion with under 40% win rate upon initial release. In some of the major, major regions, Look, too. Expected because people need to figure out how to run him. But also, out of 13,000 games, you're telling me that someone hasn't taken the time to go, this should be a pretty good build for this. Really? I think they've determined the build. I think it just sucks. I I do too. I mean, I you know I I'd be honestly. I think it'd be comical to look up Cassante tutorial videos on YouTube at the moment to see how people like people do this. Wait, hold on. Let's do it. I'm ready. We're actually gonna do it. <laughs> this is gonna be so stupid. By the way, if you haven't mm. gone to check out our YouTube channel, folks, uh, I've got it pulled up right here. It's currently got Sensports. It's at Sensports, uh, but uh, we've got the Esports Forever podcast. We've got our, our shorts on here. So, okay, Cassante. Got Ryan, guide. is that your face? It is my face. Amazing. I think I just misspelled competitive. Competitive. No, I, I got it right. All oh, right, let's goodness. see. Is okay. there a good uh, – God, though. Oh, Solar Renekton only. Sorry, Solo Renekton only? Is this the one? That's probably the only good one there is, yeah. Well, never, the thing never is heard of any of the others. it's from, you know, these are all like pre-before him releasing. Mm, scroll back up and see if there's another one from today. I think everyone's uh, given up on him. There is nothing from today. Wow, we're really gaming today. <laughs> um, okay. This week? Just do the S. Just do, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, that's five days. Could just do the solar and acting only one. Okay. It's the only normal one. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Cassante up in the top lane. They gave him some buffs. Riot answered my phone. They buffed him in PBE? Mm-hmm. This mofo is not buffed in, in regular. They were like, Mike, what did you want us to change? 
and then they changed the exact things I told them to, plus an extra. Okay, so we're just kind of watching some gameplay right now of uh, of of him going on in here against a pretty standard tank in what is Maokai. Sure, sure. I'm gonna skip ahead a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Watching the trading, so you see the 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 Q knockup, which is pretty fun, pretty cool. Mana base champion, which is good to know. Yeah, I mean this is okay. Uh huh. I'm not impressed. I'm is not this impressed. all its damage? Seventy nine. I know that's with a Doran shield, but like eighty. Set set with a Doran shield does a lot more it's than this. A, it's Fiora a, does it's a lot got a more. Sheen. Sheen with 86 damage. Oh, Sheen. Oh, good. Good. The mana item that does nothing, really. Amazing. This Maokai is not back oh, yet. Viego. All right. Now let's watch how he duels a real champion. This Ma- Maokai. Well, this guy's doomed as he gets three manned. Yep. He just dies. Yeah, now he makes the derp face. Yep. Okay. There we go. Let's, let's, let's watch one more fight, and then I'll make uh, my, my judgment uh, call of how watch. sad this is. this is. He's 2-1. Hold on. Hold on. Who did he kill? Fighting Maokai. Okay, let's let's watch this. But does Maokai come? So Maokai's mid right now. So does he come top partially? Mm-hmm. It looks like he does. It looks like Maokai comes top. Already injured. This is not a yeah yeah. He's he's way below. He's he's like forty percent HP. He goes for for alt with all out. Yep. You know, Maokai has actually done a surprisingly high amount of damage to him. He's still chasing. Bruh. That was sad. Yeah. Okay, I've seen enough. It hurts. It hurts to watch. It hurts to watch. It's okay. It's okay. Well, the verdict's out for right now. We don't think Asante's very good. We're going to come back next week. We're going to see what the win rate's at, and then we'll, we will reassess. We, we definitely will. We definitely will. I do not have high hopes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> my hopes are not very high either. Um, it's just it's not looking good. Not looking good at the moment, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, folks, thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Esports Forever. Big shout out once again to Warren for hopping on here, taking us through uh, some explanation uh, as as sort of like an esports coach for uh, some pro Korean League of Legends there. That was a lot of fun. Appreciate you, man. And um, as well, always, as if you enjoyed watching this video, listening in, give us a like, subscribe, follow, comment, all that sort of stuff. Share this with your friends. Let us know what we can do better, what you'd like to hear more of, that sort of stuff. Until next time. Thank <laughs> you.